Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 4 of the Shed Sports Podcast. I'm your host Alan Buckley, with me is... Paul Quinn. As usual. Paul's on the old boomers today. And when... Alan's sponsored by Banana Skin. That's it. I'm eating healthy for once. Fair play. No beer for me, unfortunately. Although I won't be talking rubbish at the end of the podcast. Wuss. That's it. Speaking of wusses, how did Chelsea get on, Paul? How do you want 2 we leave her at that. Oh well, I don't think that's how it went down, but we get into that later on. Anyways, uh, the next match was uh, Man United. They end up drawing against Tim and Southampton. What do you think of that one, Paul? <laughs> They're doing worse than we are. People are giving us stick. <laughs> but he seems to be uh, favouring the youth as well. Ah, yeah, fair play to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. He's just being ruthless. He's just getting rid of everybody. Finally got rid of Chris Small and forced manager to do it. Sent him off to Italy on loan. Got rid of Sanchez, got rid of Lukaku. All well, the dead wood at that club is gone. I said loan, but what was it, a three million loan? It doesn't make any sense. It's a fee. They they pay to take him on loan. It's to pretend like, um, you know, you didn't want to sell him or didn't want him to go on loan. So they right. give him some I thought money, it went in the agent's pocket or something. Nah, no. It wouldn't be on like that. No worries. Anyways. Although I'm sure there is money going in pockets left, right and centre. Yeah. Besides Chelsea and Man United fighting for relegation, <laughs> we have Liverpool versus Man City. Ah, uh, funny, yeah. We go uh, to Liverpool now as an ex-fan. <laughs> It's already a two-way race for the toil already. It always was. There was no one going to have a squad as good as them. Man City's second team are going to finish tour this year. That's how, that's how good they are. True, yeah. And our, the rest of us are shy. Liverpool, like, they're literally... They probably have, what, 15 good players? I'd probably give you almost two teams as well, yeah? You'd, you'd almost get a good two teams out of Liverpool. That's it. Not the strongest in depth and nothing towards what Man City have, but... As long as you do what you did last year, you can get no injuries, no issues. Yeah, a couple of dodgy goalkeepers, but it's always that. I've yeah. always had a terrible goalkeeper, it's just like, it's a running trend. Surprising that you as a fan and being a goalkeeper, you never got a game. No, yeah, well, that's what happened, they'll, uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember the manager's name, can't even remember. Mark White and Greg McElroy. No, no, the Liverpool manager in ah. 2001, uh, the French guy had a heart attack. Gerard Houllier. Gerard Houllier. Yeah. I know more about Liverpool than you. Yeah, I was thinking, no, I was thinking of Julia, <laughs> but I was like, that's someone else. But yeah, he was on the phone to me. He was this was this was when in two thousand and four. I was in my prime. He's like, give it two more years, then we scout you. And all of a sudden, then he got kicked out of Liverpool. I'll never heard from him again. Never added him on Bebo. No, no, no. We deleted his Facebook page or his Bebo page after sending a few nudes to <laughs> some questionable people. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, back to the football. Yeah, Man City, Liverpool just dominating. Like, I don't see anyone there. Do you see anyone else there? Nope. No? No. Um, Arsenal have attacking prowess. Spurs look solid, but unspectacular. United and Chelsea are a hot mess. Everton, Wolves and Leicester have spells of being good and spells of being not so good. It's a wide open league behind the top two. Yeah, I think if uh, stats are right, I think Spurs are... Six out oh, sixteen games. Do you have sixteen points in the last sixteen games in the Premier League? Their form is dropping off something terrible. Because like yeah, they for some reason I, I keep thinking they won uh, the game on on Sunday. But how? I don't know. My brain uh, <laughs> just thinks that they finished too well. But Arsenal second half were unbelievable. They went full blooded at it. If it wasn't for Granite Jack and not knowing how to um, tackle and set a man up, he'd be alright. Fellas kicks down everything that walks by him. Brutal. How do you yeah. make him captain? Is unbelievable. 
Oh, Arsenal always have a few defensive problems that just come from the territory. Oh, they did do us a favour and take David Luiz off our hands. That clown playing centre oh, half. He's useless. <laughs> Although they seem to take a lot of uh, Chelsea players, don't they? Yeah. They take our, they, yeah. yeah, they take our cast offs. It's grand. Yeah, we take swapping. Ashley Cole, they take David Luiz and Peter Cech after a brain injury, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, well, we, well, we, we, we would take William Gallas as well, you know. It's, yeah, it's going great. Who's William Gallas? I can't remember him. Jeez, you played centre half for Chelsea. Legend. <laughs> legend. You played centre half and left back for Chelsea. That's it. Chelsea and Arsenal legend. Yeah. Then we have what? Did you watch the Everton uh, Wolves match? Uh, I did not. It was three two though. I remember the result. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first ten minutes and uh, there was like three goals in about four five minutes. First, uh, the Wolves defender passed it back to the keeper as the keeper was running out to to get it. So as he was running out to get it. He passed, he passed the boy. No, he almost passed the boy, but the key, keeper stuck his foot out and kicked it straight to the everything striker who sent it into the top corner. That's it. From a sounds good. Yeah, dodgy, uh, dodgy, uh, dodgy back pass. Yeah, it was definitely the defender's fault. All yeah. I know is Matt Doherty didn't play in that game because he got me zero points in fantasy football this week, which I won this week in my league. I got top points. 82 points for the week. I remember just being happy because I was like, I was going to do a bet on Sunday. I was like, you know, both teams not to score. I was going to do that one. Negative bet. Yeah, yeah. And within five minutes, it was one all. I was like, James, you have that off after five minutes. We Devastated. Bet of the year, book of bet of the year. Yeah, well, both you teams know. not to score. Five yeah, well, minutes in, one all. I won a, what was it, 840, 840 bet I have won. Rolling in the money pot. Rolling in Yeah, look at this. What is it? You had uh, both teams not to score in the Burnley versus Liverpool game. Negative. Had a draw in the Wigan versus Barnsley game. What did you pick that out? It was uh, 60 minutes gone and uh, 64. Oh, I'll take that then. Yeah, I was like... Was happy. it 0-0, 1-0? No. No, no. Yeah. Well, well. Any, any profit at this stage is always good. Yeah. <laughs> Goes towards cans. Or in your case, bananas. <laughs> oh, well, no. We haven't cans out there for the UFC anyways. Ah, good. But anyways... Picking every- and choosing your healthy moments. Exactly. Who do you think uh, are going to get relegated this year? Oof. Well, me, me shout of Sheffield United staying up is doing well. Yeah. Um, Norwich gave Chelsea a good game. I don't see them holding on for the whole season. There's no way your man Team Pookie do it by himself. Is going to be able to do it by himself. There's no way. So I see them dropping out. He might even go in January just, just out of interest. Um, there's not a whole lot there. Brighton and Watford look a bit touching, bit touch and go. Yeah. Yeah, they could be they could be big shouts for going down just as dark horses. Anyone else you think? Not all be it. Villa Villa looks solid enough. You reckon the Bournemouth? Bournemouth are all right. They play decent football. Eddie Howe will get it right. They're a bit off though. They just haven't started well. The bad start for them. It's I think they'll be all right. We went for uh, Watford, Brighton and Bournemouth to get rid of the game. Best. Oh, I got two of yours then. Yeah. When yeah. you said that, I was like, oh yeah. I, thought Nor- I, thought, I think Norwich will go down. I don't think they have the strength and depth. I think they will go down. Oh, they played very well against Chelsea. And they pl- do play some decent football. I just don't think it's enough to stay up. Because I really want Sheffield United to stay up for all the Irish lads on it. We do well. They score a few points. Scoring goals. They're passionate. They celebrate everything. The fans follow them everywhere. Yeah. Bramall, Bramall Lane. Dominate against Chelsea and everything. What do you mean? Dominate second half, Booker. We won't talk about that yet. Well, second know, half. It's not how you finish, you know what I mean? 
And then West Ham have won the last two as well. So yeah. They're, uh, I thought they were rubbish, but they're doing well. To be fair, they were very quiet in the summer. I have no idea who th- who's even in the team anymore. I think they got rid of Hernandez as well. They still have wheelchair, don't they? Little Jack. Jack wheelchair plays for them? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Sick no. What? <laughs> Let's do a pill bet. How long do you think he gets before he gets injured for the rest of the season? Yeah. Sure. Although he has a lot of ankle injuries, I'm like... Now I know why you can get ankle injuries or like from that. <laughs> well, once you get one, it's recording then. So yeah, he yeah he's had about ten, I think. Yeah, just nightmare. Other other tour for the same. <laughs> that would teach you to go dancing in a pub again. Uh, well, Not you know what I mean. Wasn't my fault. Getting old. Okay, we don't get into that. <laughs> Shouldn't have served me that ten point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that bottle of Captain Morgan. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we go straight into the Chelsea port report, Paul. Will we? Ah, uh, why not? Yeah, she'll walk away. Well, I left work at 3 o'clock after a bit of uh, constructive bargaining from 9am with the boss. Get out at 3 o'clock for the kickoff, straight to the pub. A um, few drinks, enjoyed the start of the game. Chelsea dominated first half, all smiles, two goals by Tammy Abraham. Forcing us a bit lucky to keep her, could have held on to it, but it was alright. Chelsea looking good, comfortable going into half time. Had a quick chat with the you with the usual bar flies and I was like, geez, this would get ugly. I don't want it to get ugly. I like Sheffield United. But you know, this could go three, four, five. It did it. Bollocks it didn't. Second half conceded immediately. Straight away, end of Stevens, skins as Pilaqueta down the left side. Cuts it back, finds Callum Robinson. Great finish, top corner, two one. Sheffield United erupted from then. That was the lift they needed. But um yeah. That that wasn't a great start to the second half. What was it forty seconds in? Is yeah, it a goal? Pretty, no, I just remember uh, as soon as the, I was watching on the best three six four. I was watching the you know the stream. You know, I was just like, Jesus, well already like yeah. That that lost me bet. I had a a little sneaky two euro three treble for thirty euro. Euro two one and Chelsea let me down. Ah, well, that's your own fault, Ben, on Chelsea. Even though I didn't do that. No, yes. But doesn't Callum Robinson look like a point of Guinness? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's just all black for a bit of blonde and a little white. I don't know. <laughs> he does look like a point of Guinness. <laughs> he does. I don't care what anyone says. He's now Irish as fuck. If Paul McGrath is, is Irish for being an alcoholic, he's Irish because he looks like a point of Guinness. So that's perfect. That That, that is. <laughs> that would be the way he'd be known going forward. He's going to be a podcast favourite. Him and that yeah. team in general. But uh, yeah, back the captain was brutal. This Villaqueta had a horrible day. Robinson gave him a nightmare. Um, loads of skill down that left wing. Kept cutting in, laying off the ball. I'd say Villaqueta did have a shining moment. Uh, from a corner, it was headed out. He takes the ball down with his right foot, flicks it over the defender. Takes one touch inside, lobs it into Tammy Abraham. Smash and finish, going in the corner. Keeper comes out with an absolute Alan Buckley-esque save. That's it. Gets down low. Looks like he's at the break in his ankle to do it. Smash the ball out and it goes out. Back out and his defender's clear. Serious save by Dean Henderson. Kept him in the game. That would have made a 3-1 to Chelsea in the end. It didn't really do well. Chelsea's subs. Great to see Billy Gilmore getting on. Another kid. Young for his debut. Batsman. Finally makes the pitch. Finally gets a game for Chelsea. Again, didn't help us. Is he a cricket player, is he? No, Mishy No, he's on Twitter. Look him up, he's gas. His um, most watched video last year was when um, they scored the goal in the Europa League 
and he booted the ball into the net, but he hit the post, it came back and hit himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, yeah. But he ripped the shit out of himself for it afterwards. He goes, yeah, very proud of himself for that, you know? And, look, and the, the monkey holding his eyes face. Yeah, it's a good crack, though, he is. We love Batman as a fan base, he's great. Just not the best of football players. <laughs> but Billy, Billy Gilmore, first time the fans get to see the kid. I got to see him in pre-season. I went to see Chelsea play balls in Daily Mount. Great day out for Ireland Tully's remembrance game and Billy Gilmore running the show in the first half, one of the only Chelsea players that could. Yeah. There's a back Yoko was playing midfield beside him, every time he gave him the ball he lost it. Stocking a shite is now gone on loan to Monaco. That's the front, that's their their problem. It's all working out well for you. It's all working out well, getting rid of the Dort and that squad as well, yeah. just like United you know, get rid of the shit. Exactly. But um other than that little spark by Asby, he was giving it hard time all day. Um ninetieth minute equaliser. Um, again, Callum Robinson down the left, one on one with stands him up, sets him up, cuts inside, in swinging cross. Lise Mousset off the bench for Sheffield United, terrible goal scoring record. Yeah. He just throws himself at it, but he's be- and Zuma gets in front of him, good defensive position, sticks a leg out, knocks her in the top corner. 2 all, OG deflection. Had to say Zuma was unlucky, he had to go for it. It was one of them that it was that close. Between yeah, keeper and defender, yeah, yeah. if he doesn't touch it, it's probably going in off. The, it's probably going in anyway. Yeah, the keeper's not going to be able to come for it. Kepa couldn't come. Zuma had to go for it. Most probably ninety nine percent of the time, he sticks a leg out there and it goes back where it came, or it goes out for a corner, or it goes up over the goal. It goes to safety. Very rarely will slice off your leg and straight into the back of the net. So Zuma again, not the best of showings. He wasn't great over the whole day. As Pilaqueta again. Like we were saying in the last podcast, the experienced players are not giving Chelsea any help. Yeah. Really letting us down. Yeah, the ones where you expect something from. The kids are flying. Yeah. And that's the issue is like they need to be when they get into those positions where they're two nil up, the experienced heads need to grab a hold of them and say, Right, this is how we win yeah, the, slow game. the game. This down. is this is how we keep possession. This is what we need to do. Change the game plan ever so slightly just to ease the pressure yeah. on ourselves. Not to go hell for letter to win and can see it goes left foot yeah, and Don't close up the shop, but don't. Yeah. Don't leave the back open either. Exactly. So. So the game finished 2 all, and I had to say Sheffield United deserved the draw. Chelsea were 2 0 first half, well deserved. Sheffield United 2 0 second half, also well deserved. So 2 2, fair points. Um, that was where my drinking took over. I have to say the rest of the Saturday was a bit of a blur. Um, I slowly put down the points and I started on the double vodkas, and I have a random memory of going back to the pub where I left where I thought I left my card after being in another pub trying to pay for drinks with no money and uh, went back and the barmaid was able to tell me exactly which pocket I put my card in that's it Chelsea and, drove in the blackouts yeah exactly but look I was drinking till I was happy like, that's like a life motto to me drink till you're happy that's it yeah. it's, not, it's not a healthy uh, motto but it's a life motto yeah life motto I've been doing it since I was 15 yeah we are Drink till you're happy. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, bittersweet as well, because like dark horses, Sheffield United are going to stay up. Yeah. Adamant about it. Yeah. You get 20 points before Christmas, and you get 20 points after Christmas. Anything above 20 either side, you're laughing. Exactly. Dan Parr's like, if we get 20 points <laughs> before Christmas, oh yeah, I'm still in my job. <laughs> He's got a patience, bucko. Jesus, thank God. We've an international break coming up now. I've never been so happy for the international break. As an Irish fan of Chelsea before, because it was like, great, the Chelsea team get to go off. Most of them are not quite yet internationals. Hopefully, Mason Mount doesn't get injured if he gets called, played for England, and the rest of them can just go and chill and play with their countries, maybe get a few um, 
itchy arses and have to come back due to injury. So they yeah. don't get uh, any injuries when they're away and they're able to go back to their club. But yeah, we need to have patience as Chelsea fans. You can't be a fake fan and say after four or five games, this is it. I'm thrown in the tail. We're going to get relegated. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Lampard out. Lampard out. The kids can't play. What are we going to do? The kids have to play. Yeah, I think it's a good thing that Lampard is the manager because everyone's going to give him a chance, aren't they? Even yeah. if they were doing like four losses in a row. Two hundred percent. He's going to get more time than anyone else. And in fairness, Lampard's not letting him not letting the team down. He's mm. picking the team with what he has. We still have Reese James to come back to give us Villaqueta a bit of trouble at Roy Fulk, bit of competition. We have Rudiger to come back, experience centre half. I thought Tomori on his debut I played centre half against Sheffield United, thought he was excellent. We've Kante to come back in the midfield, Pedro out wide, Williams back a few games, a few minutes under his belt, get match fit. The rotation in the squad was looking very well. So when is uh, Miguel Essien back? And he's actually gone into FIFA 20 as a legend. <laughs> <laughs> him and Drogba, finally. But yeah, no, Michael Essien will be back. I'd love he's to see him. Tired, isn't he? Yeah, imagine the midfield. Of him and Makalele. Lads, you just go play. We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> They'll sweep him up. up every him time. and Mikel were fantastic. Yeah, uh, what do you mean, him and Mikel? It was like saying that Danny Drinkwater and Kante were fantastic. Kante did all the work and Danny Drinkwater just stood beside him. That's a Chelsea legend, no, Mikel, no. <laughs> In fairness, though, he'd never had a good game until the Champions League final. And he had I thought he never had a good game. No, he had won. Man the match, in my opinion, against Bayern Munich in the Champions League final. If you're not going to show up all your career, show up in that game, you get away with it. Just look at Torres in the semi-final. The goal against Barcelona. Paid us back. Yeah. All those times I was sharing that. You, you could buy it. this yeah. many Freddos for Fernando Torres. I was like, I would be happier with the Freddos. Yeah. And then I took me took that back. I was like, I was happy with Fernando Torres. One goal changed my mind. Yeah, also come back. Yeah. What happened in the Villa Palace game? Oh, we have a big talk and point out Jack Grealish uh, incident. We have a YouTube set up, so we're going to be we're going to listen to a, a bit of analysis on what happened, and then we're going to go from there. The tan, it's involved in the tan, Jack Grealish. Oh, Paul, you don't need any sort of leave my tanisms alone. Disgraceful, the tan. The simulation in the build up to it. Okay, Dermot. Right. First of all, please explain. First of all, why VAR couldn't be used in this situation? Well, it was part of part of the way, Rob. I think you have to go backwards on this one. Is did the referee blow the whistle before Henry Lansbury hit the ball? He did. There's no doubt about that. So what happens after the whistle's gone is totally immaterial. So there's no way the goal could be given. You work backwards. Was it a penalty? Did Gary Cahill make a foul? The VAR looks at that decides no, I think they're right, it wasn't a foul. Therefore, you default back to the referee's decision, which was he felt that Jack Grealish had simulated to try and win a penalty, yellow card, restart with an indirect free kick to Crystal Palace. Whether you like it or not, VAR could not do anything about it. It, it all defaulted back to Kevin Friend. Okay, so what I've ascertained from that is, is that we can't... Um, Blame VAR for not good looking for blame, but this, this is not down to VAR. We are not debating blame the ref. merits or demerits at this moment. So let's Terrible. that one out. So what I'm hearing is is possible error from Kevin Friend is is where we're at. Yes. Uh, have a listen to when he, he blows the whistle. So let's let's check that bit out first. 
literally a second before he slots it in the goal. Yeah. Okay. So, why did he take so long to roll whistle as well? There was two points of contact. As you said, before the ball hits the back of the net. It could have been taken down twice. blown his whistle, that's a different story. I'm, I'm trying to work backwards then. So if he hadn't blown his whistle, that's a different story because VAR could have then checked the goal as part of its normal process. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. Yes. So this fella is terrified to say the ref was wrong. To, to yeah, it's quite obvious. A there from uh, Jack Grealish in the build-up to this, or, or was it a penalty? Was it a, a foul? Uh, can you check that with me and allow the goal to happen? So the, 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 the problem starts when he blows the whistle. No, 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 no. <laughs> this no ah, <not> <laughs> oh, here we go. If the whistle hadn't gone, which it did, let's get one thing straight, the whistle did go. So yes. That's, that's the, the only thing that's factual the about this yeah. argument. The VAR would have, A, checked whether the goal was legal, i.e., was there an offside, was there an infringement leading to it. Now, the referee may well have said, I feel there's a simulation, so I'm going to give that, but I haven't learned, so we don't know. They can check whether it's a penalty, but the VAR cannot check the simulation. That is the referee's... So the same he died. So, what's so it's subjective. A simulation. It wasn't the a bleeding dive. Right? He could have got I taken down twice. Because there's three things to look at. First of all, One, he, still, two. he plays a ball. And he gets Secondly, back up. The, there is argument for contact One, not just there. Two. But also there as well. Plays so the there's pass. two contact points. Gets back he up. to play the ball. Thirdly, he doesn't appeal for anything. So if I was a referee looking at there's three factors I'm, I'm looking up there. Because he's on his feet straight away, isn't he? So he's not rolling around going, I've been fouled. There, there was contact twice, and he also looks to play the ball. So if I'm a referee looking at that, I'm thinking there's three telling signs there that that's not simulation. I think there's three telling signs, Rob, if we wait. But because the referee chose to make his decision when he hit the ground, I think that's the only phase you can look at because it's at that point the referee decides he's gone to ground too easily. He may feel his contact, but he may feel he's thrown himself forward. And that's but he's played the ball. So he's not, and he's not appealing. So how can that be yeah. simulation? Well, I'm trying to explain. It's the referee's choice. The referee made that choice, didn't he? When he went down, he may well have been, a, well, he was of the mindset that he's gone over too easily, he's trying to win a penalty. That was the referee's mindset because he's whistled. At that point, the, the game is terminated. So what follows is totally immaterial. That's a lot of bullshit. You better go back and resend that yellow card, Jack Reelish. Go. 100%. I'm not even a big fan of him. Why, is, the why did he have someone on who isn't going to give their actual opinion and just going to defend the referee? Absolute fence. There's splinters on his arsehole, the bald cunt. See, and uh, who is that? There's another person there. There's a random board just standing on Stand the left there, side that hasn't like, said two words for the yeah. whole four and a half minutes of that conversation. Yeah, I don't but know what she's doing there. But. That's even worse for the teams coming up from the championship that have not used VAR yet. Yeah. And then it screws them out of a well-deserved point. Like, Villa played that game, what, what, ten men for the last 40 minutes? Yeah. That was a perfectly good goal. That was an equaliser. They got a, should have got a point out of that. So yeah, it's shown that Farah has a lot of uh, things to answer for. But at the same time, it's not, so can it's only not check, they do. So can only check if a goal, if it's offside or an infringement in the building. Yeah. Only if the ref lets it go. So if the ref blows his whistle and the goal goes on the scores, VAR doesn't come into it then. You've seen the uh, assistant referees, they never wait for something in the air if they're not sure. Yeah. 
uh, if it's offside or not. So then why are the people from VAR telling them, look, the goal, so I want to have a quick look back at this. Ah, it's going back and forth, oh, Jesus. But, but at, the, at the end of the day, it's not even VAR's problem, it's the ref. The ref has made a terrible decision. I'm not even a Villa fan, I'd be pissed. I'm pissed off watching that. Yeah, one got fouled, two he didn't even appeal for, three, what a goal, like, you know. Yeah. Two points of contact, one outside, one inside, then he stumbles forward while playing a pass out to the goal scorer, hits the deck, gets up, and the goal scorer shoots and hits, sh- shoots, scores. They celebrate. The ref blows his whistle, books Jack Grealish and points for f- in the free kick out. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah almost there, you're right. Right to be as well. See that? Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Villa fans going mad. Fighting there with the stewards. Yeah, they're not known for their good behaviour. Yeah, yeah, scum. Yeah. But, we won't get into that anyways. Yeah, we'll leave That's that That's the for, end of our we'll football segment anyways. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get on to our next part, which is the Eagles report. So, Eagles report. Nice and quick, this won't take long. The Eagles have set out their 53-man roster. Done, completed, down from 90 and it's, they are allowed a 10-man practice squad, and they've picked nine. So it's nice of them to leave an extra spot open for someone that they feel will be able to help the team, maybe just week one, maybe down the line, someone is free that hasn't been picked up by any other team, yeah. it's possible for him to join. But looking at that roster, book, I have to say, as a fan, it's a bit of a biased opinion. Yeah. That's a top five team in the NFL. That roster is deep yeah. in every position. Friend players that uh, got cut that you saw... There was a couple, but they got signed back onto the onto the roster. So the likes of wide res- wide receiver Greg Ward, I thought he did excellently. I thought Mac Hollins beat him out for the position on the roster proper by his special teams attributes. He plays special teams. Greg Ward doesn't. That was the only thing separating them. That's uh, Ag- Alex Singleton, the linebacker. He was the defensive player of the year as a linebacker in the CFL, the yeah. Canadian Football League. And he came to try it with the Eagles, and he bossed the fourth game. He got like 15 tackles in the fourth game. He was having a game. He was having a great time. He's smashing the Jets. Now, we did lose that one 7-0 in the nothing game, but it just showed that he was a sure-fire tackler and that he could also be very good on special yeah, teams. He's made it back, so it was nice to see them two back on the practice squad. Also, a few easy ones, Sua Opeta, and... Um, Bruce Hector, somehow we got him back on our practice squad after we traded him to the Cardinals yeah. to take a Rudy Ford. And Rudy Ford made the full man, so we got both our players. One of them we traded away. No one took him, and we took him back. Best trade ever. Got a free player. <laughs> take that. Worked out well, yes. Yeah. But our season starts against the Washington Redskins, Sunday, 6 o'clock. Um, yeah, their quarterback, Case Keenum. Casey Stinkum, as we call him as Eagles fans, because he's our rival. Um, he was crap for the Vikings. He's going to be crap for the Redskins. Their left tackle has basically said he's not going to play. Um, they're trying to do us dirty, though. Um, one of the running backs and one of the defensive tackles that we released, they signed so that they can snitch on our offensive game plan and our defensive game plan. Yeah, but I don't see them playing, so yeah, they're going to be bench At the same players. time, I mean, if they're attacked, then it doesn't even matter. Yeah, you know? they're, they're not even going to play. They're, they're, not, they're just there to snitch. That's all that is. Wendell Snitchwood and Trayvon Hester, you might remember him. He touched the, the the ball on the double doink field goal that the Eagles beat the Chicago Bears in the wildcard playoff round last year. Oh, yeah. Where the funniest um, five-second vine I've ever seen in my life. Where it's just, boom, dink, doink. And the Chicago Bears mascot went from cheering to collapsing and having a heart attack on the field. That was hilarious. Great <laughs> video. Did he really have a heart attack? 
he didn't, but he just simulated it, you know, the guy in the, in the costumes, like, I dressed up as a bear for three hours, and we lose on a field goal. <laughs> Devastated was life. But um, the Redskins have signed a 26-year-old left tackle called Donald Penn. If you look up your old Raiders knowledge. Is he a rookie, um, is he? No, he used to play for Raiders two years ago. He took a one-year hiatus last year, and then he's a free agent this year. 26 years of age. Wasn't very good. He was an okay tackle all the way through his career, but at 36, you're expecting his physical side and his skill set to start yeah. waning. But um, the worst offensive lineman in the whole NFL, they signed to play left guard, Eric Flowers. He is like the human version of the torn styles at um, stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of uh, everyone being allowed in for free. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like when you yeah, see there's him. No opposition. Yeah, he gets there. He's six six. He's three thirty. He's a mammoth man. He was drafted early in the draft, and he has stopped nobody. <laughs> in his whole career, he stopped nobody. He is shocking. He is trash, as the Americans would say. But um, this Redskins team, yeah, this Redskins team, they're gonna try and run the ball. They've got Adrian Peterson, old as shit, but that guy trains as hard as hell. And last year, he was doing nothing. He ran the ball against the Eagles, I think, 19 or 20 times. 19 uh, runs for... So like he's a running quarterback, is he? No, he's a running... Run, he's a running, oh, he's a running back, yeah. Sorry. Their quarterback is Casey Stinker. Yeah, yeah. No need to worry about him. They've no yeah. wide receivers. They've only got a tight end in Jordan Reed that they need to worry about. There's nothing, there's nothing else. Um, the running back, Adrian Peterson... Probably, I think he's 36, maybe 37. It's an aging team, anyway. Yeah. But this guy trains hard as shit. Like he he trains real hard, former Pro Bowl running back, and last year, like I said, so many carries against the Eagles. At one point, you were like, "This guy's gonna get like no yards." Yeah. The guy had like eighteen carries for like twenty six yards. Then all of a sudden, on his nineteenth carry, he broke one tackle and went seventy five yards on the field. <laughs> Suddenly, he's a hundred yard rusher for the day, and you're like, "Shit!" Fantasy points. Adrian Peterson just ripped one. Yeah, yeah. One run in the whole game. It's like he's building up to it, you know? Don't taking eggs. all the contact, yeah. taking all the runs for a loss, taking the odd hit there and there, then just breaks one for the whole length of the field. Hopefully this year our linebackers can get one. But they are, their draft pick that was injured for the whole last season is also a running back, yeah. Darius Geis. So watch out for him. He might be a good fantasy pickup because he's going to get the ball dumped off to him a lot. He's going to catch her out of backfield. He's going to be in there for as a change of pace pack. Yeah. With um, Adrian Peterson being the power back. He's going to run between the tackles. Power. Geis is going to be the speedy, shifty one. Yeah. And to catch the ball and make some yards outside. So that's his plan. The Eagles um, had a few uh, defensive problems last year. Yeah, we signed Malik Jackson, defensive tackle. We cut our own defensive tackle, Timmy Jernigan, because he was due 11 million. No one wanted him because he had a back issue. So we re-signed him for like 1.3. <laughs> Save like 10 million to sign back the exact same player. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So he's on a tour or... Yes, no, no, he's going to play. So he's going to play and he's looking for that money. Well, if no one else wants them... Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. The injury is not as serious as everyone expected. Yeah. The Eagles took him back. He's made the roster. He's now on a prove-it deal. In yeah. other words, he thinks in his head, oh, I missed out on 11 million this season. But he's playing for the same high-calibre defence. Playing Derek Barnett on the outside, Brandon Graham, who we re-signed, Fletcher Cox, the number two defensive tackle in the league. I actually think he's better than Aaron Donald, but that is highly biased because Aaron Donald is a beast. Plays for the Rams. Yeah. Um, it's just Fletcher Cox would have been defensive player of the year last year if he, if it wasn't for the fact that he's playing with an absolute behemoth. 
behind Donald. Like it very very hard to get him out of his, out of that position. But the Eagles line is stacked. The linebackers look good. We signed Zach Brown from ironically the Redskins. He's gonna play middle linebacker. We're gonna have trading players back and forth. <laughs> oh, the NFC East is an absolute cesspit of uh, snitching. We do it all. The Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys took our quarterback that we drafted this year in mm. the fifth round. He had a terrible preseason. He had something like 40, 45% completion rate. He had like six interceptions for three touchdowns or something stupid like that. Yeah. We cut him. Didn't even want him back on our practice squad. We signed the Giants quarterback that they cut. Yeah. And the Cowboys signed our quarterback. So it's just a little rigmarole. It's yeah. everyone trying to find out what does Carson Wentz look? What does he do? What are the Cowboys up to? What are the Giants up to? Is that rookie that good? Is this offensive this good? Yeah, what is it? Track. yeah they all want to snitch on each other's game plans so that they have something up their sleeves for the divisional games. That's all going to happen for the last five games of the season. Like I can see the Eagles probably going six and five at worst after 11 games and then rolling into the playoffs on a five-game win streak because you've got the Giants Oh, you've got Dolphins, sorry, who are in tank mode. So you've got the Dolphins, yeah. then you've got Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. And so you don't have to play uh, Super Bowl contenders, the Raiders this yeah. year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Raiders aren't going to be a Super Bowl contender. No, oh, no, they're going to be contenders. They're going to be, conten- they're gonna be contenders for the number one overall draft pick. That means and you have lose a ba- every game, Paul. Not lose every game, there's no, going to be... It's going to be 9-7, Paul. You know what I mean? You actually... Oh, okay, there's... Okay. People don't know about the bet. If they get you drug tested, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the Redskins the weekend, they've no wide receivers, like I said before, they've one tight end, Jordan Reed. Decent, not ex- exceptional, it's gonna be okay. But um the Eagles are actually quite light at cornerback. Yeah. We've only got four fit cornerbacks. Corner, cornerback offense or defense? Defense. So cornerback is defense. So that's who covers the wide receivers. So you'll see them on the outside of the defense. When the quarterback throws the ball through the air, they'll be the ones defending the pass. Trying mm-hmm. to knock it down or intercept it. Yeah. But um, we're taking a risk on a player coming back from an injury. Ronald Darby, our number one cornerback, which I think is a fair risk to take. The yeah. Redskins have no one. So they shouldn't get too overstretched or have too much work on that they'll have to do too much out there. It's more just getting into a game situation. Getting into seeing the players, seeing the formations and moving around a bit. Just, just giving game time so that he's fifth really for week two. Yeah. It should be a gimme game, but no divisional game in the NFL is ever a gimme game. That's why I bet on the Eagles to win by 13 or more. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a gimme game, in my yeah. eyes anyway. 13 or more, yeah, the Eagles are going to smash them. That's, that's, my prediction is the Eagles are going to put up a decent amount of touchdowns. Carson Wentz going to go gonna go crazy. Yeah. Get to see Jordan Howard in the, in the back. He's our fourth running back. A wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson, our speedster. He's going to play with a broken finger, but it's on his opposite hand. Yeah, so it's, not, so it's not his catching hand. Like you see so many of these players now, they wear gloves, they can catch everything one-handed. Yeah, just kind of cheating. They just, they'll put a splint on his finger and they'll put it inside the glove and that'll be that. That will just uh, yeah. hold on to two things. Now, if they know, if they know where that, it's public news. Gloves, so. ah, it's, I don't, it's bullshit, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's like, catch the ball with your hands, be yeah. better, much better. Like, yeah, catching with gloves is cheating like, yeah. you, you know that there's some sort of grip with them gloves it's much easier to catch the ball 100%. it's cheating yeah so that's what I think the Eagles are going to smash the Redskins 31-13 let's see how close I get to that prediction and speaking of predictions the NFL 
have come out with their yearly predictions to see who win the Super Bowl. Do you want to guess who the favourites are? Uh, I'll go with the Green Bay Packers. You actually know a fucking team for a bet, you book. But highly wrong. Um, top five. No, we weren't even in the top five. Um, Chiefs, favourite to win the Super Bowl over the Patriots, over the Saints. No, it's not the Chiefs for sure. No, Chiefs are dominant. They have the reigning MVP as their quarterback. They just signed the ex-Eagles running back Shady McCoy. <sighs> if only there was a way we could have brought back Shady. Get the band back together and go win a Super Bowl. The original Eagles. Yeah. Right. That really gets you into it. You know? Just for the name alone. Yeah. Oh, Shady's a legend. His name is LeSean McCoy. Oh, come on. I thought that was his real name. Like his mouth. Like, <laughs> what's his name? His name is Shady. No, that's his nickname. He's deadly. It's like Deshaun Jackson. It was LeSean McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, both on the Eagles. Called him Action Jackson yeah. and Shady McCoy. And it was just, it worked. It was just a bomber of a team. Chip Kelly, the fat wanker, threw everybody out and sold and traded them all. All got them around, but thank God Harry Rosen brought back action this year, yeah. and it just wasn't in the cap, and it just wasn't plausible. The Eagles are stacked at running back. We had six at deadline cut day, yeah. and we got rid of two, and then the McCoy got cut in Buffalo, and we're like, shit, if we had got rid of three, we could have took in Shady, but I don't see Shady fitting in this Eagles team. No, it would have been nice if we hadn't dra- if hadn't traded for Jordan Howard, and signed him. So yeah, but we t- we're too too stacked at running back. We're going to be a passing team anyway, so you don't really need to spend big money on a running back. You just need a change of pace back and a power back just for those, just to give the other team an idea. You're not going to pass every down. Make yeah. them respect the run. I remember when Eagles just had that kamikaze offense where it's just like they're sprinting to every like. That was, down. The, that was the Chip Kelly offense. That was where on the sideline one coach would hold up a letter and the letter would mean that was their coverage, but that was only for one group to look at. Maybe yeah. the linemen. The wide receivers are looking at their coach holding up a letter and they knew what route they were running. And then the quarterback was looking at something and he was hearing it in his ear and the running back's looking at something. And then they just say, go. And then they just hoped that everyone was doing the right thing. Like there'd be one fella running over there, like, you're not meant to go there. And you go, oh shit, and he run back. And play would be dead. But then you're like, yeah, so I was like, oh shit. But that was a really high tempo offense. When it worked, the fourth season, it looked great, it looked brilliant. Second season when you had film on it and you realised it's a limited amount of plays with yeah. different signals. All the other teams knew exactly what we were going to do. Look shy. Didn't, have, didn't translate in San Francisco either and didn't translate in college. He's now coach of the UCLA team and they're getting dog pissed on all Still going, still getting the paycheck though. Ah, that's because of the reputation. Yeah. Once you're in the NFL, you'll always find a college job. You'll be doing all right. But yeah, if it wasn't just Shady McCoy that the Chiefs brought in. They upgraded at defensive end. They brought in Frank Clark. They got they traded away D Ford, or just didn't sign him. Not quite sure which one that was, but anyway, D Ford doesn't play for the Chiefs anymore. And I think getting Frank Clark, who was the Seattle Seahawks' leading sack yeah. and tackle defensive player last year, that's an upgrade. And they also took the Honey Badger. Oh, you know the Ron Honey Ruby Badger? Yeah, no, oh. but I knew you'd jump at that because I remember you showing me a YouTube. Video years ago, a fella called a honey badger and taking the piss out of people. Oh, the bag. This one is a safety called Tyron Matthew. Also, has funny little hair. Possibly looks like a point of Guinness as well. Callum Robinson's cousin. Yeah. You? That's exactly who well, he is. Time, like, when did you get the honey badger name? Because I want to check out. I want to check out who got it forced. Ah, uh, he definitely did. The guy you were talking about definitely got it forced. This is a kid. This is oh, right. early twenties. He's still, still, still in um, a lot of time left in his body. And um, came over from the Texans after being. Cast out as a Arizona Cardinal and they look there in a shithole. So that's their own fault. 
But um, the, the they actually have Kermit the Frog playing quarterback for them. Who's that? Patrick Mahomes. You never heard Kermit the Frog talk. Patrick Mahomes in an interview speaks exactly like him. Absolute Kermit voice on him. I would, I, would like give, I would like everybody to enjoy the game and play well. The wide receivers and to catch the ball that I throw to them. Quarterbacks, no. Yeah, exactly. That was a terrible Kermit the Frog impression. But he sounds yeah. similar to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll look it up later on so you can have a look. You won't get a job as an impressionist anyway. No. <laughs> we'll blame the alcohol. And the cow bitches. Fifth week of a holdout with Zeke. Still not signed. I don't care what any of the reports saying. Oh, it's going to be six years, 90 million. Uh, guarantees are not uh, released yet. It's not been released. Nothing's been signed. He's only gone back in hopes that they agree to his terms. Yeah. If they don't agree to his terms, he is wholeheartedly willing to miss games. They're just fucking lucky that the first two games are the Giants and the Dolphins. They're two stinking teams to start off with. Yeah, that they don't even easy. need them. You know? yeah. They can hold out and they take all the leverage when they go 2-0. and all And they're like, look, we don't need you. If you want to make any money this season, you'll sign back with us. And it'll be for this amount. And then we'll work on your extension next year. If you do well. Yeah, if I was him, I'd just hold out. Keep holding out. Not boys at all, you know. Best running back in the league. Don't need him in my division. <laughs> well, it's all about the money. Yeah, it's all about the money. Speaking of money, guess who's getting none? Melvin Gordon. Big Melv. <laughs> Not big Melv at all. He's also a running back. Um, Damn it. LA Chargers GM turned around and said no more contract negotiations till the end of the season that's him fucked so he either has to hold out and not play for the whole season just like Le'Veon Bell did at Pittsburgh last year or find a trade to a team that haven't already or need a running back maybe the Colts take him because he's quality they don't really have a quality running back now they've lost their quarterback to retirement they might need a quality running back they might need to change that most of their offense to run the ball more yeah. get the pressure off the the new guy. Maybe that's an option. We'll watch out for that. Yeah. Melvin Gordon to the Colts via trade. Big Melv. <laughs> Big Melv. And the Cheatriots, as I like to call them, the yeah. New England Patriots. Tom Brady and the Cheatriots. Oh, see all these, uh, all these, what, the cow bitches. All the nicknames, they're not biased. I swear, they're not biased. They're all eagle no, terms for the other teams. All like came up with, uh, uh, eagles guard. fans. <laughs> Eagles fans. Right. The Cheatriots, they lost a first round draft pick this year. The injury is placed on the IR. He's a wide receiver in Kiel Harry. Won't make a difference. You could catch the ball for Tom Brady. Or catch the ball for Tom Brady. Very. They lost Gronk. He's going to be a massive part of their offense. Taken away. But I'm sure he'll find somebody. Yeah. He'll find somebody to throw the ball to. They'll be okay. Um, Dolphins, full tank mode. Absolutely tanking for that first round pick. Number one overall. Not yeah. a bother to them. Well, who's um, the number one pick? Dan Marino, was it? <laughs> no, the number one pick hasn't been decided yet. It's probably got, they're probably looking to get a new quarterback. And then it'll be between Tua Tiger Vailoa. Oh. Say that five times in a row. Couldn't even say it once. <laughs> Hawaiian native. Uh, but very good quarterback. Plays for Alabama, the number one team in college. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts, who he stole the job off, then left and went to play for Oklahoma, the number four team in America. They both had really good starts to the season. Loads of touchdowns, loads of yards against shit skills. So, but it was on TV. So the more people that watched it, yeah. they'll by the end of the year, they'll remember the games they watch. So they'll be high in the votes anyway. So that's two quarterbacks that they could be in the running for. And very strange if they are tanking for him because that's super risky. First year head coach, Brian, for it, Brian, Brian Flores. Say that, yeah. yeah, Brian Flores. He came from the Cheatriots, he was their defensive coordinator. 
Um, he's going to be the head coach of Miami in the same division. He's got rid of 9 of the 12 names at the Miami Dolphins via trade or um, cutting, just not signing the players or getting rid of them. He's got rid of 9 of the 12. So if anyone out there has bought a Dolphins calendar, you're screwed. There's only 3 of them players left. <laughs> so what they did is they traded their left tackle, which is their insurance for their quarterback not getting killed. He's a 25-year-old Laramie Tunsil. I don't know if you remember the draft picture. Um, on the night of the draft, they uh, someone released a video trying to hoard his draft stock. He was going to be a top five, maybe a top ten pick at worst. Yeah. And he ended up going way later in the rounds. Because um, he was doing, with the gas mask and the bongs. Oh, the kick game? Yeah, he's doing mad stuff he was. And they put a video up of him and all the teams straight away took him off the draft board. The Dolphins traded, actually took him and said, screw it, we don't care about that. We'll take him. They took him, he's been excellent for them. So they got him like a, a better... Like, a uh, better deal, less money, later in the rounds, and he's been excellent for them. The problem is they don't draft very well across the board. And what year is he in? Is been second his year? second or third year, yeah. He's a serious player now. He's still on his fourth contract as well. Like 25 years of age for an offensive lineman to be as good as he is. Joins the Houston Texans and so does his um, teammate, wide receiver Kenny Stills. You might remember from the Jay-Z argument. Him and Jay-Z were having an argument over um, the, the correct way to go about um, racial diversion in the sport and stuff. And the head coach seemed to side with Jay-Z because he played nine Jay-Z songs in a row of practice. Really stuck it to his wide receiver and then boom, traded, gone, out of there. Well, at the same time, I think everyone... Uh so we would demand as well. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody turned around and said, look, I'm going to have to go with the head coach and the GM. The yeah. wide receiver called out the GM as well for his uh, supporting of Trump. Big oh, fan so, yeah. big fan of this podcast. We love Trump. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stay in America. <laughs> yeah, I think we have enough problems with politicians over here. Yeah, yeah. This would be a non-politics, non-religion, non-none of that. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Not getting into any details of that shit. But yeah, Kenny Stills, went, that was the way Speaking he was going. Of, uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick, is it? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, when's he back? When's he back? Um, never. How much is he getting? Um, oh, he got, what did he get? 500 million? No, oh, I think he got 14 million in the NFL settlement. Does so, he? Yeah, so you're going to have to wait a couple of years and then by then he's been out of league for over five years so he can only sign for a low-level prove-it deal on a one-year contract for a team. Like, if he saves his money, invests it well, maybe That's gets... That's something a, with Nike as well, though. Yeah, maybe gets a good sponsorship deal. He's probably set up for a good few years. He won't yeah. have to go back to the NFL. He'll probably get a good speaking gig. Yeah, he'll probably, like, at the end of the day, probably, like, I don't even want to go back. Yeah, he's just... He's always the option. Yeah. He's the most high-profile with the two NFC Championship appearances and the Super Bowl appearance where he lost is... That's the most high-profile free agent quarterback you'll see. Yeah. But with that comes a shitstorm of media shit. So you want to leave that behind. You just want the player on paper, take him. Yeah. The stuff that comes with the baggage and the issues, not worth it. No. Because it puts a spotlight on your your team and players, and people don't want to answer questions about issues like that. Yeah, they just want to play Get football. Get put on the spot. They just want to play football and do what they're paid for. Um, but the Houston Texans they tra- they traded away two first round picks and a second round pick to get the left tackle and the wide receiver from the Dolphins. So the yeah. Dolphins are stacking the round the draft picks for next year. They think they're going in with thirteen picks in the early rounds. Like they're gonna have a whole new team of young fellas next year. Yeah. They're gonna be flying around the field and if they draft well, they'll be competitive. Yeah. But if they don't draft well it's all worth nothing. 
the waste of time. You tear it down to build it back up. Yeah, start it, all over yeah, again. Start all over again. And the Texans weren't finished there. They traded their own defender, Jadavion Clowney, who was um, linked with the Eagles. But Clowney? Yeah, funny name, but a big black guy who kill it. No. <laughs> He'd maul you. Big I fella. take him. Last two seasons, he's had nine and a half sacks in both seasons. And this year... He's so, yeah, what do you mean nine and a half? Like? Um, when, you, when two people tackle the same people, they get half a sack each. Oh, right, I get you. So half a tackle each, half a sack each. So both him and his teammate would have hit the quarterback at the same time. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, you were a split second quicker. They give them a half each. Yeah, he's both hit them. Both just take that points. So you'll see that as we go through fantasy. You'll yeah. see half points. You'll be like, what the fuck? What's going on? Yeah, it's all they were bonus system for them as well. Yeah, we get it on. So the Texans traded Clowney to Seattle Seahawks, who traded away their player. Now the Seattle Seahawks are they getting probably a downgrade at the position. But for what they got him for, it's an absolute steal. A third round pick and two linebackers that they were going to cut anyway. Yeah. Like they were getting rid of, they didn't want them. So uh, Mingo and Martin... God knows. They were cutting these players anyway. Yeah. So the, the Texans just brought them in as depth players and they got a third round pick for getting rid of their best one of their best defensive ends. So that means JJ Watt is going to be left there, the former defensive player of the year, the Houston Texans. Yeah. Usually what you do is you bookend it. You have one on the left and one on the right. The left one is now gone. He's left there to die in Houston by himself. <laughs> two backup linebackers aren't even going on the field. So they're not going to be able to help him. And having a third round pick for next year's draft is not able to help him now, so yeah. he's gonna rot in that defense. You feel bad for him. He looks like Gronk. Do you remember Gronk with the the elbow and everything strapped up and yeah. the knees and everything? JJ Watt is the same. Arm brace, elbow brace, shoulder, ribs, everything. It's all strapped up to the max. But um, looking at all those things, the Texans are at the upgrade and left tackle, wide receiver. Um, they went with depth pieces at the linebackers. They've they've traded away two fourth rounds and a second round. They've only got a third round back. That screams going all in for the Super Bowl. They're nowhere near good enough for that. I yeah. highly doubt that they'll be good enough. I do love their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I love the idea for Bill O'Brien, the manager. He's there like, you can't get to the Super Bowl if you don't protect your quarterback. Yeah, He's the main man. You've given him a new weapon with Kenny Stills. He's an okay wide receiver, but they do have a shit hot one already. And DeAndre Hopkins, who could be number one in the NFL. So you're looking there, he's better than Antonio Brown. A lot less baggage. Debatable. <laughs> a lot less baggage. The baggage part, true. Yeah. But the Deadskins, back to the Washington Deadskins. And yeah, their left tackle, uh, Trent Williams, Pro Bowl left tackle, their best offensive lineman. We will not have to deal with him on Sunday. He came out and he said to his teammate, cornerback D'Angelo Hall, zero chance I play for that team this year. That's why he brought in the 36-year-old left tackle, Donald Penn. What's he doing with the team? Uh, he's waiting to be traded or paid. One or the other. Pay me or I'm holding now. Or trade me to a team and go and play. No, he was on the team for years. But because they got rid of so many people yeah. to rebuild, it's an old team now. And he's like, well, pay me to stay here because we're not going to win at him. Yeah. Or trade me to a team that could win something. He does, see, he gets bonuses in the contract for getting to the Pro Bowl so many years. Yeah. So he wants to keep being at that high level. He wants the recognition from all his NFL player peers. He yeah, wants yeah. the recognition to say you're one of the best at your position. And in fairness, he is. But I'm just glad I don't have, we don't have to come up against him the weekend. That's why it was such a one-sided prediction earlier on. Tour 31, Tour 10. <laughs> but yeah, it all starts with Thursday. 
We're all back in. We finally got through another NFL preseason. Thank God for that. That's it. Been preseason f- is a bit painful. It is so long. You're and there's so much time where you do nothing between the draft and the actual start of preseason. There's just a big absolute gaping hole for everyone who plays for the Cowbitches to get arrested and do something funny and that we can all laugh at. That's the That's one thing it. about the NFL. It's like season is what five five months long. Yeah. Like that. They play seven, eight, 16 regular games and they probably play four games after that and that's it. Yeah, it ends the fourth Sunday in February after yeah. starting in September. September. So you're like, that's yeah. a long, long off season. Yeah. Like that's it. And then they complain about getting 36 million or 40 million a year and stuff. Yeah, They're yeah. only working for half the yeah. year. They're like, oh, I don't want to live in Buffalo. Well, for the other six months of the year, go live in Florida yeah, or the Bahamas Florida, yeah. or live all the way around the world, get a boat, sail around the place. Like, as long as you're not off committing a crime, you're, you don't yeah, need to know it, where the hell you are. Yeah, keep yourself out of trouble. Yeah, so the first game of Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers, which you mentioned earlier, they will not win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, well, at least I knew who you were. Yeah, you knew who you were anyway. So I guess that, that game's the late game. That's 1 a.m. Sky Sports on Thursday. Yeah, so... So we're going to start with the old weekly predictions. Paul's going to... Ooh, here we go. Paul's going to go through all 16 games. And predict all of them right. Yeah, we're, I gave him a base percentage of 64%. You know what I mean? We start off, see how he goes this week. But I can do this. Apparently he knows his stuff. But apparently. We, right. should, we shall see. So I'm just going to start throwing the games out there at you, Paul. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. Work away. Ready to go? Yeah. So uh, we had the Bears against the Packers. Um, I will take the Bears in a low scoring game. Low scoring game. Defence wins out. Uh, Eagles versus the Redskins. Eagles trashed them, take the points. Jeez, I'm surprised at that one. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no bias there. The Jaguars versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are Super Bowl favourites. This is with a high powered offence. Much better defence last year. Take the Chiefs with the points. The Vikings versus the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons just on quarterback. I'm yeah. not a fan of Kirk Cousins. I'll take Matty Ryan all day long. Yeah, the Browns versus the Titans. The Browns are a new hot up-and-coming team. you got to go with the Browns. The Jets versus the Bills. That is going to be an absolute snorefest. I'll go with Buffalo. Buffalo Bills it is. Go with Buffalo. The Dolphins against the Ravens. The Dolphins are in full tank mode. So the Ravens to win by two touchdowns. The Panthers versus the LA Rams. Ooh, Rams with the points. Yeah. Cam Newton won't play week one. And if he does, he plays injured. They won't have enough to win. Yeah, the Colts versus the Chargers. Recently retired Andrew Luck. No chance. Los Angeles Chargers with the points. We'll give them a touchdown. Keep it keep it, yeah, keep keep it, it close enough. Keep yeah. it close enough. We'll give them a touchdown. Seahawks versus the Bengals. Seahawks going to trash them. Andy Dalton. That Seahawks had their upgrade in their defence. They're going to be flying around. Andy Dalton's one of them deer in headlights quarterbacks. Yeah. He looks up, he stares down his receivers, and he throws the interception. You're like, you had four people to throw to. Yeah. You looked at one, you threw to one, the defence seen it, intercepted it. Disaster movie. The Bengals are in tank mode, they don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Giants. Cow bitches. Um, I think the Cow bitches will win. But if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, the Giants are terrible. Booker, they're they're in tank mode as well. They don't know her either. They picked in the fourth round, fourth. So it's a reluctant pick. Yeah, (laughs) bro, take the Giants to cover the spread. 
Yeah. Yeah, if Zeke doesn't suit up for the cow bitches, they're not going to be able to slow the game down and when they get a lead. Was it going to be like plus five? Yeah. Well, got, uh, if you take 12 points as the gap, it's two to five. 12. It's a good accumulator builder. Yeah. To take 12 points on a team that have Saquon Barkley, a very special running back. Yeah, that's a lot. He like. ripped the Eagles last year. He's going to rip the cow bitches as well, but not enough to get them to win. So mm-hmm. take the Giants with the points. 12 points spread there at two to five. Great bleeding day. See, so cheeky bet on the Giants, but he's going with the Cowboys. Cowboys will win, but yeah, yeah, have the Giants the in the accumulator. Yeah. I'll take the points on the Giants, keeping it close. Yeah, the handicap bet. Yeah. yeah. And then they were on to the Buccaneers versus the 49ers. Absolute trash game, low scoring. We'll go with Jimmy G and the 49ers. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals versus the, the Lions. The new up-and-coming, number one overall pick quarterback with the new hot offense. He's going to find out that the NFL is a tough house to live in. Lions win that game. Yeah. Matty, Matty Stafford comes through early. Patriots versus the Steelers. I think the Cheatriots will win, but just like the Cow Bitches and the Giants game, I think the Steelers have enough to keep this close. Yeah. The Steelers and, and Big Ben always keep it tight with yeah, the Cheatriots. Close, and again, you get 11 points on the Steelers for 2-5. to five. Yeah. A good accumulator builder. Yeah. So we're going to see accumulator in a little <laughs> bit. So we have the uh, Saints versus the Texans. Oh, I like Drew Brees. I like the Sean Watson with the Texans going all in. Um, I'm going to go Texans. Mainly because the Saints were shit in week one last year and then they rattled off nine straight. So we'll take Texans and the underdogs. we go with the dogs in that one. we go Texans. And then the last but not least, the Raiders versus the Broncos. Okay, Joe Fluco with the Broncos, but their defence is very good and the Raiders are trash everywhere. We'll go Broncos. Low scoring game. Broncos. It's terrible prediction. But you know, That's a terrible prediction. The Raiders are crap. Don't say nothing, you know. <laughs> New Raiders fan over there. Ter- devastating. <laughs> Oh, well, Raiders fans through uh, through betting means. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we'll they see. make a lot of money this year. No one's gonna fancy them. Yeah, well, yeah. Throw a euro on them to make it to the playoffs. If the other, oh, if the other ten, then they'll be like, oh, good luck. But uh, yeah. betting them then to go on sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> tank, tank. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I have Paul. If he gets over sixty five percent. We we'll see if we can get over sixty five percent. Yeah, it's a good challenge every week. That's a yeah. decent number. Isn't it? No, if you do really well, though, but like I'll probably push. You'll it up. probably push it up, and you'll see me just absolutely nailing the picks every week. But if I'm nailing the picks, I'm also not coming to the podcast anymore because I'll be full of money. <laughs> like, I'm too rich for this shit. So this is all like, you know, gambling yeah. page. Yeah, me ten match accumulator, two thousand eight hundred quid, buckle. Oh yeah, yeah, it's worth that. So let's uh, we'll run through your uh, your picks for the. So I have the Rams to win by, have the Rams to uh, take it with the points, um, down two and a half. Eagles down six and a half. They wouldn't give me any more. No. Yeah. No, and I think the Eagles are gonna trash the Redskins. So that that hell holds down the winning amount. The Browns to win by a field goal. So it's basically the Rams to win by a field goal. Eagles to win by a touchdown. Browns to win by a field goal. Chiefs to win by a field goal. Ravens to win by two two touchdowns. Chargers to win by a touchdown. The Seahawks to win by two touchdowns. The Giants to keep it close against the Cowboys. Yeah. To lose by 12 or less. Um, the Lions with three points. So they're actually getting the points. So they're actually, yeah, so that's a fair bet there. The Lions, I actually think they win outright. But when you're giving me the points, I'll take the points. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. And the Steelers to keep it close against the Cheatriots. With 11 points. 
they're big wide margins that they're given week one they don't know what the teams are like you won't be getting these margins for the rest of the year these are going to be three to seven for the rest of the year you won't be getting elevens and twelves anymore yeah. maybe if you're betting against the dolphins but once they lose their first few games they won't even do a marker on them because everyone will win easy money there dolphins are tanking they're going to be shit yeah, yeah. ten choices two thousand eight hundred quid for a tenner yeah a band comes in. Yeah, look, could win the Euro Millions as well. Could yeah, be on, could be fucking flying by Jeez. the end of this. He wins the Euro Millions. That's the last episode of the podcast. I'd say. Oh no, the podcast will go live. We'll go from a cruise ship book. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you go from the stadiums. Like, actually, yeah, we do a tour all the way around. I'm not going to any Raiders games. The best team. Unless they're away from home. See if they're playing Miami in December. We go to that weather in Miami in December is quality. Happy Christmas in the sun. The Raiders losing to the team tanking. That's true. <laughs> That'll be good crack. That'll be our Christmas present. I promise you that. Yeah. On the broke. podcast. You heard, it, you heard it here first. So now on to the most important and best part of the podcast. The old cricket review of the week, Paul. Oh, for fuck's sake. Paul's favourite sport. <sighs> he literally, the World Cup was on last month and he was there. He spent, what, 10 grand? We don't watch every game. That would have been on suicide, but I would have just took a few, <laughs> a few arsenic pills and that was the end of that. Oh. It's still the only sport where the people that are getting the ball thrown at them are wearing all the protection and they're hitting it into people wearing t-shirts and shorts. Yeah, well, Makes no sense. Drunk, if drunk if you, fans If you don't well. have two beers in your hand, you should be alright. Who doesn't double drink? That's true. But I remember when Ireland were playing the West Indies and we all went, uh, just a few months ago we all went, and I said to one of them, I was like, you do know the West Indies are going to start smashing sixes, so uh, just be careful. <laughs> Oh, yeah? yeah, people were like, "Oh no, he won't!" One over ahead. So he started coming from everywhere. He scored like fifteen sixes. Oof. Yeah. I hope it wasn't a big queue at the bar. That game was over quick, then was it? Uh, oh no, because West Indies bat four, so. Uh, oh, so it took ages for Ireland to be good. Yeah. So eat it out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian Driscoll was having points then. Uh. He doesn't play cricket. You know, we um, he used oh, to he play for Clontarf. He uh, just went to the game, did he? He used to play for Clontarf rugby. And uh, he was just uh, out of function. Oh, he's still, just, still on the piss, was he? Oh, he was having points, yeah. Yeah, he was on. He was on a cure. I recognised him first, and then everyone started going over to him. And I think he was like, <laughs> but anyways, I did a quicker review of the week. If Brian O'Driscoll's listening, you can blame Alan for that. Oh, bald is God. <laughs> That's it, oh, Barry. Barry O'Driscoll. That's his brother's name, actually. No way. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> but uh, yeah Steve Smith back for the uh, Australia in the Ashes won all two games to go and uh, he's only back like a few months I think two test matches he's already uh, the number one batsman in the world in the rankings so it's not hard no no Virat Kohli was number one he was a beast you even you know who he is he's the Indian fella yeah yeah oh yeah but basically yeah he's back to he was so good before he got uh, banned that what was he, he banned for? Uh, he was the captain when he done the, the ball tampering with the sandpaper. Is he the one to start crying in the interview? I don't know if he was crying. But Big wuss. They're all like, uh, they all got railroaded by uh, Cricket Australia. They all got like banned for a year. Dessert, cheating cunts. Why would you even bother cheating at Cricket? Uh, it's important. To win. to win. And what you win? The the Ashes. Have you seen the size of that trophy? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like twice the size of me dick. <laughs> That's it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so to uh, I don't know why the ashes. I don't actually know why the ashes came about. 
I, I remember I, I some fan you were at the end of the club, club years ago forgot all about it <laughs> Anyways, alcohol does so much damage the to biggest the rivalry in sports is back Wednesday at 11am Paul will set the alarm won't you Paul of course you will when, Wednesday yeah it's morning I'm in work not on no no be on on the TV and work no it won't be yeah Paul will have it hasty no oh, TV be at the window greatest sport in the world that's one thing we both agree on. I'd rather watch Rowan. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Stroke. Stroke. Let's not Stroke. get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> anyway, India beat West Indies in a, a second test match. To take a 2 nil lead against the West Indies. West Indies are shy. It's in the West Indies though. And uh, Ishan Sharma got his highest score ever. He's literally the worst batsman I've ever seen in my life. What did the score seven? No, the score... His average is uh, seven. Oh, bang on. Yeah. But he scored 57 runs. Jeez, West Indies are shit. His previous best was 31, and I think before that, his previous best was like 12 or something. So, yeah, that's how shit the West Indies are. So, fair play to him. I've always been a fan of him. I always like to see him do well. Took a few wickets as well because he's a bowler. No, so he's not actually a batsman. No, no. Or I thought you were just dogging him off no, for no. being a shit batsman. So he keeps getting picked. That yeah. must be the coach. Basically, his job <laughs> is when he comes in, he just has to survive and let the other batsman then score the runs, you know? Jack Leach done. Yeah, exactly. Get it done. Ha, he didn't give me a shout-out for remembering a stupid name. Ah, well, Paul. Paul watches it, but he just pretends he no, doesn't. No, some of us listen to our own podcast. Uh, I always do. I'm always researching. Always doing it all. Anyways... Shout out to Paul for remembering the name. Yeah, thank you. Finally. No bother. No bother. Did you watch? Of, give myself a round of applause. Did you watch the New Zealand versus Sri Lanka game, did you? Of course I did. What were you playing ping pong? In the 2020? No? New Zealand go 2 0 up in Sri Lanka. Did you watch it, no? No. Chase the total twice. Doing well. Sri Lanka, I'll show you though. Only uh, you have Malinga. You have Malinga the slinger. I know him. That's the fella that mills the ball at people. Yeah, yeah. He's only plays in T20s now because his body is wrecked. His knees aren't How old is he? If we know him, he must have been around when Ireland were in the World Cup. He's about 25. He's been around since about 20. That was like the last cricket game that I've watched on TV. Ireland playing England in the World Cup just because it was Ireland England. It doesn't matter what the sport is. If it's Ireland England, it's getting watched. Exactly. Yeah, you watched the game a few weeks ago. Ireland England... In the test match. We were close in that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, and then Ireland got bowled for 37. Oh, yeah, we fucked it up at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was embarrassing. They were so close. It was like, remember when we had to see Sri Lanka versus Ireland? Yeah. And they were like, oh, I said to them, Paul, at half time. I, was like, I don't remember much from that other than pissing in some cunt's garden afterwards. Yeah. That's true, obviously. <laughs> Scumbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fault for having this garden. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, we were like, oh, Ireland have a chance, and then they got absolutely destroyed in the chase. Yeah, it always happens. Yeah, yeah, they always do. Like, not go forced. Not allowed. No, because uh, basically if the fans went there, or go forced, and they get a hundred, then we'll be there for about an hour. You know. Oh, so it's tried to, you know, where they're gonna be shit. So yeah. they let the good team smash out four hundred. So all the beers are flowing and oh, all yeah. the crowd are well, that's atmospheric. What, that's what we want. And then Ireland the crap. Yeah, and you're like, oh, Grand expected much. Yeah, remember me and Dave go there. Can't be disappointed like, if you've no expectation. Yeah, we're always like, oh yeah, hopefully uh, the other team are batting for us because you ever know Ireland. They're absolutely rubbish. Caribbean Premier League T20 series starts uh, tomorrow as well. So a few betting opportunities if you, if you're that way inclined, Paul. You like the old bets? Yeah, but you just bet on the next wicket. LBW. 
That's it, eleven two job usually something like that. Yeah. Well, it's always worth a five or for LBW. That's it, yeah. Some cunt doesn't know how to hit the ball, just lets it hit him. And this is a straight one. This is rubbish. Yeah. Always possible after five or six wickets. It's usually how they go out. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Wokes is out uh, for England, which... Ah, oh, Christy Wokes. Oh, no. Paul's a big fan, you know. Oh, get boy. Yeah. <laughs> get Wokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig Overton is uh, replacing him in the in the squad. Because apparently he's tall. Apparently he's tall, so no one even knows what this person looks like. No, he, he plays just... cricket, he wears a helmet, and he wears white, holds a bat. No, so he's tall. tall. That's why he, <laughs> apparently he's tall. That's why he picked him. Because Wokes is uh, more of a shorter person. Does the big show play this? <laughs> I see. Big good. show be deadly at this. Great Cali. He'd be, uh, he, he, he'd be poor. Imagine he looks a bit running, like a Shan Imagine the Great Cali running between the crease. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be good. Anyways, yeah. Look forward to returning to this meeting. He's back in concussion. Uh, Jason Roy is going to move to number four. He's opening the baton, but you can't hit the ball, so he's going to move down the order, get protected a little bit. Joe Denny's to open the baton. He's not been in great form, so we see how he'll do. And Rory Burns, he's been opening the baton. Uh, he was fighting for his place before this, but he's scored a century, so he's doing well. Oh, yeah, actually, I don't know much about him, but fair play to him, he's doing well. He's only part of I can tell you something about him. No. He's a tan. <laughs> disgraceful ball. Disgraceful. Hey, tell you who's not. On to the next part. Owen Morgan helps ah, Middlesex to chase the largest total in English T20 history, scoring 83 from 29 balls. That's 83 That's from four. 20. Four, four a shot? Yeah, three a shot, almost. Three a yeah. shot, yeah. That's not my strong point. Yeah. I think he hit literally like about eight or nine sixes, something like that. And he's chased down 227 with three overs to spare. That's 18 balls, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot. Imagine like they could have scored 300 almost if they kept going. See, I know bits of the rules and shit, but names and teams and understanding why they're playing, no, no idea. Yeah, because you had A.B. De Villiers, who's one of the best batsmen in the world. He, Armour Abs A.B.? Yeah. <sighs> he scored like 55, I think, off like 20. Is that you in disguise, Alan Buckley De Villiers? That's me, yeah, doing the old 360 shots. Anyways, on to the predictions for the old cricket. I'll give you a few. People are going to fall asleep in the crowd. <laughs> That's it, it's graceful. The best part in the world. You go for a few berries, have a great day out. I like it. when we went to the Sri Lanka game, it was good crack. Oh yeah, you enjoy the scene, just, just pretend he doesn't. Hey, they let me bowl in the nets over on the side. Oh yeah, there was a little fan zone yeah. there, wasn't there? A little fan zone, let me bowl. There wasn't any actual stuff for the series that just went. No? No. Oh, that's gay. No, that was good crack. There was some little, some little posh fella thought he was going to smash everyone out and just milled the ball arm. I was like, that count? No, he threw it wrong. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, give me the bat. <laughs> like, I have this. Boom. <laughs> yeah, the predictions there for the fourth test match. I think the Aussies will get it done. Uh, just too good. Just too strong. That's the, just... wrong, that's the wrong way to go about it. The Aussies are going to get it done because they're playing England and we don't like England. No, we do. No, we don't. Do you? No, tans. That's it. I don't really care about that sort of football. Ugh. You know what I mean? Anyways, fan of the podcast, Sean, has given us his prediction as well. Oh, shout out to Sean. That's it. Avid listener. Avid listener. Always listening, always supporting. Appreciate you. He's picked in the Aussies uh, to win and Steve Smith to score 100. 
Ooh. So, yeah, we'll see if uh, that comes true. If that happens, we'll carry him on. Oh, 100%. As many times where predictions come right. And plus, Never. he said, he said, uh, he said if Shells got uh, promoted on Friday, then give him a Shells a shout out, but didn't get it done. No. No. Can they get promoted this week? Because if they get promoted this week. They're getting second. Okay. But they can still go up, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. They're three points ahead, but he's not too. Confident. Confident, yeah, because. I'll I think he wrote 27 have, years of hoard it's been. So, okay, well, you know I'll, I mean? I'll have a surprise for him if it happens. And he comes, if he agrees to come on, I'll have a surprise for him for the podcast. Is that Shane Farrell? <laughs> I'll get Shane Farrell on. Shelbourne striker, midfielder, left winger, wherever the hell he, the manager decides to play him, he'll play there. We have a Shelbourne special. Yeah, he used to be his coach. That's it, that's your, that'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, I'll get yeah. Sean and Shane on. You see Sean fanboying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's how he's talking about this. I was like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, there you go. So you can get to meet him in person. Shane's very shy, so I'll make sure we get him on. Uh, yeah, a few beers. Although he's not allowed to drink, is he? Not? For the podcast. No, no. no. We'll, we'll put him on my Woody. Yeah, yeah. And spike it. Yeah. <laughs> if they're from my Woody, he doesn't have to play for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's true. Anyways, that's it for the old cricket segment. On to the Gaelic. Oh, God. Right. Did you watch the All Ireland? Uh, I sort of fell asleep. Good. I went out for it and I didn't watch most of it. Um, yeah, this he, was on, he was on a different planet. Yeah, I was still I was still out from the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in ribbons when I woke up Sunday. Uh, we went to the pub to watch it. Um, yeah, I had no interest. I had a great time all the way up. Like we got there for about half one or so, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. It's <laughs> just all the way through till the start of the game. And then they start walking around the pitch for no reason. Um, weird guy rule thing. Um, what else happened? The major president came out and shook everyone's hands. Um, a fella got sent off really early for Dublin. What was it for? I think he wrestled someone to the ground twice and he got sent off. Then I think I think he gets sent off in that sport. Yellow card, red card thing. And some sort of black card, I don't understand that. I've seen that. What the fuck is that for? I don't understand that. What's that, like a warning? You're getting a warning. Like, <laughs> just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a warning. I'll throw back. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so the black card's out there for no reason. Then it gets sent off. And in fairness, it was, just, it was a sending off. Yeah. But um, the, the ref got that one right and he got a few more wrong because if that was a sending off, he missed about 10 yellows. From yeah. both sides. Because they were all at it. Everyone was going for the ball. And if you weren't getting the ball, they were standing in front, locking arms. Oh, you always get those handbags. And they were initiating the, the contact. Like initiating the contact. They're faking lock-ins. Yeah. And not letting the iron go. But when the iron gets released, then they're on the ground, you know? Yeah. As big and physical as the sport is, there's a few fairies that day. Um, I really had no interest the whole way through. The pub seemed to have a whopper atmosphere in it, which just didn't descend over my way. I really couldn't care. Um, what else happened in the game? Oh yeah, I noticed that midway through the uh, half time that um, I spotted a name that I knew on the Kerry bench. Good old Tommy Walsh. Shout out Tommy Walsh. Shout out Tommy Walsh. Um, that did not please the pub in one bit when I said it to, especially the girlfriend. Shout out Dion. Um, I was warned about talking about this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I'd said it to her that he's a game changer, and she just didn't believe me. I said he's a big man, big big forward. He's gonna control the game. He comes on. He's a big lad. <laughs> big experience, a lot of experience. He's gonna 
going to be able to get Kerry there, get them over the line, it's going to be fine. And she was not happy with that way of doing it. And when he came on, he scores a quick point. Yeah. Quick little pass inside for the Kerry goal. And two more assists for points. And I'm sitting there going, fucking genius idea to bring him on now. And Dublin are starting to get tired with their 14 men. Great idea. And then Kerry, for some reason, for the last 10 minutes, didn't want to go out their own half. Yeah, they were trying they to got, play yeah, keep ball. Trying to play possession in their own half. Like, if you're going to play possession player in Dublin's half, that's what or Dublin else, were doing. Yeah, actually, like, play the big areas. Like, not like... Because, like, when he actually... He kept using the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper loses the ball to someone straight in. Yeah, but... It didn't make any sense. He lost the ball a few times when he shouldn't have, you know? Yeah. So, so. They were running down dark alleys and... Yeah, in the end, they were lucky. They were lucky to get the replay. Yeah. Like, I still don't understand. Like, I, the, the whole start of that game, all they were showing was replays of the goalkeeper kicking 60 yard frees. Yeah, and then sure. they had a regular fella take it called Dane Rock. Is your man, uh, remember the last uh, free kick? Did he have to play it from the ground or what's the story? No, I, was, I think the fouls in that game is, is that way anyway. No, I'm trying um, to do it from your hand. There, there, I think there, there was one, I don't, I don't know I what the difference is. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. Some of them are off the ground and some of them are out of hands. Unless that's an old rule. But I do remember seeing people kick freeze out of hands before. Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, so far, why didn't he have it in his hands, yeah. you know? I was just wondering why the goalkeeper didn't take it. He was taking loads in the highlights of their old wins, and he was kicking 50, 60 yard freeze over the bar. If that's the end of the game, he doesn't have to worry about running the other 60, 80 metres to get back into goal. The game's over. Yeah. He kicked the winning point. Yeah, no, no time left. As soon as the male... What was it, Kerry? Male? Kerry. Kerry. Whatever. Kerry goalkeeper kicked it out. It was the final whistle. That was that. GA laugh. Bloody shaking it myself. It's like if someone's kicking it from that far out, you're going to have someone someone throw something in the air right at the, at the bar. Funny you say that. Guess who was on the line picking up Davy Morrill? Who? Tommy, Tommy Walsh. <laughs> he was well in where he was. Very experienced. I didn't like see that boy. It's like a rugby line out. Tandy, you had him all yeah. ready to go. That's what I was thinking of. He was, yeah. yeah. Now, one, one of the lads who was a bit cheeky on Facebook said he could have been a bit lower. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but them shorts don't leave any, much to the imagination. <laughs> the ball's not on target. What's he grabbing? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, What's he going for? Yeah. It's been like 1950s or something. Yeah, a bit awkward. Stuff. Awkward time in the showers then. Yeah, so that's the gist of it. They'll play again next Saturday, 6 o'clock in the evening. And I doubt we'll be watching most of that one either, and I'll just see the result and maybe pick up one or two things. Hope for a Tommy Walsh masterclass. That's it, hoping you're not more No, I probably will be able to go out after. I'll probably finish about four. So you'll jump on the bandwagon, will you? No, I won't. I'll go out to the pub and it'll be on the pub. I'll scream for Tommy Walsh and ruin the, the whole pub change atmosphere when I cheered the Tommy Walsh substitution. It was embarrassing. Paul, you had like a Dublin jersey and a Dublin scarf on your head, didn't you? I had a t-shirt with a quote from Step Brothers saying, I am the songboard of my generation from people who have heard me sing. But the t-shirt was blue, so I was allowed in the pub. See? Also made the taxi driver laugh on the way in. See, the pub is probably barred from, you know, but... On majority of times, but you get in there at like one o'clock in the day, there's no bouncers, so you're allowed in. It's true. Yeah. Plus, your girlfriend's a nurse, so... Uh, she gets in for free, in. and I'll just tag along and get in for free. Also, guards and teachers and shit get in for free. That's racist. What about people that work in deals and... Exactly. And work in town as waiters and bar staff? Yeah, slumming it. Yeah, absolute yeah. disaster, that place is. Right, less of that. There's, or there'll be fights. That's it. Speaking of fights, I'll fight any man. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Yeah, yeah. I'll on, fight your father. On to the UFC section... 
244, can't wait. 242, Paul. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Expert. We had a podcast there yesterday uh, with Mark from Meep MMA. Oh, shout out to Mark. Yeah, appreciate him coming on. And he said, uh, you wouldn't mind doing a few more. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a bit more in depth about UFC 242, what our thoughts and predictions and all that sort of stuff. That's grand. Yeah, so. That's, that's all I've got is predictions. Really? Yeah, and no, I'm great at this. Probably a bigger fan of the UFC than me. Of course. Yeah. What's it stand for? Ultimate Finger in Championship? Yeah, that's the one, right? <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, you get a lot more fans watching that one. That's true, yeah. Just I think it's got a porn hook, though. <laughs> Let me just take notes of this. Yeah. You ever heard that one, though? Ultimate Submission, yes. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. We started off with the Khabib versus Poirier main event. Khabib, 27 and 0. Start off the main event? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I just want to start off uh, from, uh, from the bottom down. We're going to go with, we're going with Quartz Blades versus Abdurrahimov, all right? The heavyweights. Quartz Blades, heavy hitter. Great fighter. The only person he's really lost is um, Francis Ngani, who hits like a truck. I've seen yeah, big black fellows start swinging for days. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, See the guy that beat um, Yo Romero? No, no, no. This is two different divisions: middleweight and heavyweight. Well, it's too many black people that are killing no, people. No, I'm gonna, gonna say the division now because uh, Paul's a casual fan. Yeah, I, ju- I just see random black people killing people. I'm like, oh, I've seen that guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Angani was the beast who knocked out. I think I think the Overeem. That's him. him. Yeah, that's him. Oh, Alistair Overeem. Yeah, yeah, almost killed him. Like, see, I knew a little bit. Yeah, one percent. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was a fight. <laughs> I see one of goes. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, I text him before I start, and he's like, "I was like, uh, are you coming around?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just doing my preview of UFC two forty four. I was like, "Oh no, oh Jesus." That's in November, Paul. I was like, "Yeah." So what's on this Saturday? <laughs> UFC two forty two. Okay, Abu- well let's start doing that then. <laughs> Your thing to th- uh, think of as well is in Abu Dhabi and the heat. It's gonna be before well. Is over there. Please, it has to be outdoor. It's yeah. outdoor. It's, oh. in a, it's in like a makeshift uh, stadium. They they build it, and then they ten thousand people built this stadium. Eight thousand people died in the making of this stadium. So Poirier uh, showed up after three days. Poirier uh, got off the airplane, and uh, this this. Uh, Did he have an in betweeners moment? No, he had it's a. Hot. He had a, a big big uh, welcome. Those people welcome him, and then your man goes to him. Uh, we have a Rolls Royce. Or what you want to drive? Is a. a Mercedes, Rolls Royce, all this. He's like, oh, the Rolls Royce. He's like, would you like to drive yourself or do you want a driver? So we'll just give him a car and like to drive to the hotel. But now we get, the fella drove him to the hotel in the Rolls Royce and they gave him like the VIP treatment. It's crazy. What a country. It's all rich over there. It's all rich herbs. Like. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Might have to venture over there myself. That's it. Yeah, we have laws, Paul, so we might, you know, end up. What's the point over there? 400 euro? No, I don't think it's that there. <laughs> It's uh, hard to be an alcoholic over there. Because the only person people that drink points would be tourists, usually, you know? Yeah, see me coming, a few drinks on me. Well slaughtered. That's see. it. Paul, how'd you spend all your money? I got robbed. <laughs> or deported. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For uh, some questionable behaviour. You don't know, run around nude or anything like that. But the fountain, it needed more nudity. <laughs> I think that's more so uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm thinking of. Without AJ against uh, Ruiz, we. Sincerity. Like you're not even allowed to drink over there. Yeah. 
Without drinking Abu Dhabi. All oh, right. Probably a Saudi young guy mixed up with then as well. Is mm. that the place where if you rob you get your hand chopped off? If you rape someone you get your dick chopped off? Probably. I'm not yeah. really sure. And he still stone people. Savages. Yeah, crazy. But anyways, uh, back to the fights. Quarters blades against Abderrahimov, Shamil. Abderrahimov. We got that right. You said it twice, fair play. He's like Corey Sandhagen, Sandhagen. Yeah, well, you know, we've got to keep saying it. Repetition is the best. But anyways, uh, Abderrahimov. Uh, looked really well in his last one. He got a TKO finish. Uh, can't remember who it was against, but he got a TKO finish. I know that for certain. And uh, Blades is on a bit of a win streak. But uh, I have to go with Curtis Blades on this one. I think he's just a better athlete. The exact same. And I love his beard. Hello. Curtis Blades will win. Yeah, in depth. Absolutely in depth. Very in depth. Plus, I love his beard. Yeah, in depth. We go with uh, Diego Ferreira versus Marsabek Tusimov. Very high level fight for uh, the main card. Bit under the radar, right? Tusimov. would have been a big star, but he can't get a visa for the US because uh, some some political legal problems. I'm not too sure. He's a lunatic. Well, or he works know. for the Kremlin or something. Oh, some Russians have a hard time getting a visa for America. That's how it works. Communism. Yeah, you just never know. But uh, it's going to be a high level in May for another for sure. And he's a beast. He has a lot of TKOs, KOs. And he's just like all around in May for Very good. Ferreira, decent striker, but he's more of a black belt in uh, jiu-jitsu. He's looking to you know, choke you out. I'm going to go with Tusimov in that one. I think he gets it done. Pretty but, in-depth analysis. I have Marbeck, tick. That's it. <laughs> but you stop with Joy Helm as well. It's had something like that. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Then we have what? Islam Makachev versus uh, Javi Ramos. Davi Ramos. Uh, we'll Ram- call him Davy. Maybe he's Irish. Yeah, Maybe he's Irish. Davy Ramos. You know his nickname is? It's Hasmanian Devil. You think, oh, he's from Australia? No, Brazil. <laughs> In uh, fairness, I do love the nickname, Hasmanian Devil. Yeah. Taz was my favourite Looney Tune. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's good for you, actually. Islam is the better than I, but it is a shit price, so pick your decision. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's the only way to do it. You can't make any money if you don't pick your price. Well, him doing my decision would be a good bet. Because yeah. uh, he's terrible at uh, stopping fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, so win, on, po- win on points. Yeah. Have so many um, decisions. It's ridiculous. But Ferreira, he could get it done, you know. Easily. Ferreira? He's fighting Marbeck. It's alright, Davy will get it done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ramos, yeah. See, I'm losing my training. Davy Ramos. So, yeah, so. See, well, yeah, well, I was actually just trying to pull up the odds there, so I know what I'm talking about. Oh, you're trying to you're trying to help me here. Yeah, so is that Magician was three to ten? So ah, great. What's he What's he doing on points though? Can you? Oh, it's not out yet. See the way it says plus four there. Ah, dick. They only let you. If you get to four to four, you'll come out. It's on during the day. Yeah, it's on at four o'clock, three o'clock starter. We better not be walking Saturday then. You're off, aren't you? Actually, I'm off. What am I doing Saturday? No, I'm now doing the UFC. Can't wait. Bite your cans. Off the weekend. The, the healthy eating out the window book or yeah? I know uh, cans only on Saturday but oh. I'm not eating healthy you're not going to eat rubbish I'm not going to get a chip or anything you know that right, I'll just eat a kebab train in front of you <laughs> slap you with a piece of kebab that's it have a load of roast potatoes happy guys oh, oh the greatest oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah Makachev uh, 
It's good for her, but uh, not great value. Yeah, yeah, we'll get on to that next week. Paul's just pointing to Donceroni versus uh, Justin Hill, Paul. Gaethje. Oh, yeah, I had to teach him that name. Had to no, have... you didn't. I fucking oh, yeah, got it yeah. myself. I didn't spell it wrong twice on my notes either. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't spell it either way right either. <laughs> Looking at the correct spell now. It's the hardest it... thing to spell ever, yeah. though. I spelled it twice and I spelled it wrong both times and neither of them were right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all over the place. It was very hard to, yeah. to get right. So, anyways, we're going to go away. Another fight, actually... Underdog better than Carr. See, this is a pick em. Omari Akhmedov versus Zach Cummins is a pick em fight. Oh, you reckon that Zach Cummins is so much better that he's worth a good bet? I think. I think That would pay for me, Chipper. I reckon so. I think he should be about 1 to, one to 2, 1 to 3, something like that. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I reckon he's a good bet. Am I right in saying there that Joanne Calderwood is the UK fire? Yeah, she's from Scotland, yeah. Oh, you seen her fight, our last fight. Don't know who she beat, but I remember, remember oh, she that She lost last fight against Kaylin yeah. Chukagian. She yeah. might be an outside show. I've no idea who Andrea Lee is. Andrea Lee is... Sheha. Yeah, really good. Really oh, good okay. striker. It's going to be a striking fight. They're just two good strikers. Andrea Lee is just a bit more crisper. And she fights a bit more like, uh, you know, uh, with a better... Composed. Yeah, yeah, better game plan as well. Oh, okay. I just, that was just a name there that just randomly came across that wasn't in my notes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. another one I wrote down. I, I actually see it. Yeah. Lee will win as well. I, I was just saying, I seen Calderwood fight and didn't win. Yeah, actually, you can see her on there. I'll see her side to get beat again. Yeah. <laughs> now we can fight, but I think she gets outclassed. Ooh, that might be the better night. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I think, the better, and... I think the better night is going. The Paul Felder versus Edson Barbosa fight. Definitely. Irish Dragon. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Paul? I take the Irish Dragon to be Edson in a toss up. It's this is this is not looking at the betting, this is not as close as I thought it was. I thought this was a pick me. Um Edson lost to Justin Gaethje. Um but Felder won his last fight where a collapsed lung and that just seems more badass to me. True, yeah. So that's the that's the person you want to be with in a fight that might go yeah. the fair way. Yeah, true, but just levels, you know. Edson Barbo's been fighting the top of the division for years now Felder not so much also this is a rematch of uh, the four or five years ago and Edson Barbosa gave Felder his first loss oh yeah yeah uh, we'll, we'll even that on the score but go yeah. Felder will beat him yeah yeah I'll go with Barbosa <laughs> smell that oh. can be smell a bit I think smell a can be yeah yeah there we go we'll take it I'll take Felder I'll, take I'll go with there we go eight cans that's true, yeah. Winner's choice. Loser pays. Done. That's it. Come on, you Irish dragon. No collapse long this time. That's it. Come on, you old uh, Barbosa get it done. His nickname's Junior, isn't it? I, I no, it's Barbosa Junior. is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not... That's just it. I would have thought that would have been his nickname. I was guaranteed I was betting him before. I probably have, yeah. He's always... Back in me bad betting days yeah. when I was just looking at someone random there, things. Someone was on Twitter. Someone was on Twitter and you're like... Edson Barbosa has been like favourite for 18 of 22 fights in the UFC, which is crazy. Literally almost always the favourite, and when he's not been the favourite, it's been like, you know, 4 to 4 or something. He's been just this wrong side of the evens. Yeah. Now, on to the only fight that matters on this card. Well, yeah, there's other fun fights, but this is, this is some high level MMA. We have Khabib, Romagamade off the champ, versus the interim champ, Dustin Poirier. You mean the McTapper beater? 
Oh yeah. That dope. That's it. Khabib. I just watched that fight there earlier. It's a good fight actually. Like Tapper. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got bossed from the, since the bell started. He got bossed and kicked I around the ring. I watched it twice, fight twice earlier because I like to watch another fights from the people that fought the last fight. Fight they usually like to watch. See, uh, see, this is the stuff I should be doing, but I couldn't be arsed. Yeah, we do that in the NFL, you know what I mean? And yeah, but it, yeah. But yeah, that's what we specialize in there. With my alcohol intake, I have like the memory of an elephant, so I don't even have to do much analysis on that. It's just what I watched and saw, I can almost remember yeah. it piece like, by piece. It was the same with me, we can do that, but then I like to, I like to watch some fights again, because I like to watch fights. I'll um, watch touchdowns again, I'll watch plays again, I'll watch the Super Bowl that the Eagles won till the day I die. Oh yeah, sure. I watch fights on repeat. I've seen some yeah. fights before hundred times in a row. Well, not in a row, but overall, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I have um, keys to victory for Khabib. Khabib needs to shoot for the takedown straight away. He doesn't want to be uh, stuck, get, you know. stuck in box- boxing range with uh, with the best boxer in the division, Dustin Poirier. Poirier shouldn't throw with 100% power. Just, just look to he needs to him. pace myself. Yeah, no, he just needs to touch him, you know. Hit him, keep hitting him. But don't uh don't throw with so much power where you you overextend you leave your body open for the takedown you know. Khabib's a quick twitch. It's not really terrible at striking. He can hit you like he dropped McGregor and McGregor didn't expect it. Well yeah, so McGregor was like waiting for the takedown and he cracked yeah, it. Yeah, cracked it. Just dropped him. Uh, Khabib, everyone's like, all right, yeah, yeah, he's gonna take me down. So we're not even worried about the striking. Just like. And then you get clocked. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cunt can hit as well. Yeah, and you get to throw bombs, you know. Mm. Big heavy punches. I got, I got Khabib in this fight. I, I love Dustin Poirier. I, I hope he gets it done, but I got for Khabib. Same. Very hard to write it down. But I said, look, he came back. He was losing on the cards to Justin Gaethje. Uh, came back, knocked him out. That was an impressive fight for Dustin Poirier from the highlights I saw, which was the yeah. only reason I watched highlights. Was yeah, the, that Dustin Poirier-Gaethje fight was just pure avoidance. Yeah, that was... The reason I watched that was the fact it was a comeback win. Yeah. I wanted to see how he dealt with being in trouble. Yeah. I thought he handled it okay. Oh, yeah. Good... At one point, he looked like he was almost faltering and then he came back. Came back, he knocked out Justin Gaethje and that yeah. was that. Very likeable fighter. He is full on, he's very forward, he's a good striker. He can do a bit on the ground from what I saw. He's not He's not terrible. He's good on the ground as well, but... Khabib is just different gravy when he gets you down. The pressure he puts on you from from mount position is just too much. A close win, but I did see Khabib going 28-0. Yeah, There's I a reckon, reason for that as well. <laughs> I reckon if he gets stopped that's, that's inside... A, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rookie. Yeah, yeah I have a little If we go for the decision, Khabib, if it ends inside the distance of Dustin Poirier... Oh yeah, yeah. So Khabib on points might be a good shout just to get yeah. money's worth. I reckon so. I reckon because it's a bit one sided in the betting, which is not really fair on Poirier because he is in there and yeah. he's got a puncher's chance and a bit more than a puncher's chance. Oh, I think. Yeah, he's a great striker, great MMA for her. He's got I mean, so much have, better. Have you well. heard him in the interviews? He's clued in. He thinks he's gonna win this. Oh yeah, he is no doubt. Like, he said he's training like a maniac. He's like he said he's been wrestling. He did a spar session on Colby Covington, so. Oh yeah, that would get him set up. Yeah, basically, you know, the same sort of fighter. Yeah. I think Covington would beat the way made off. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, I think he'd probably even more. 
He mauled the mauler. But that's the right person to be sparring with. If Poirier is going to need to be Khabib, he's going to have to fight someone that's nearly... Oh, yeah. Because Kobe and Covington just fights a fast forward. He just keeps going. Yeah. He's gassing. Isn't going to falter, you know? No. Anyway, we're going to go on to UFC China. Just a little bit of recap of the UFC China that was on the, the weekend. I, I know why you want to do this, Bucko. What is this? Bet one. Oh, yeah. A little uh, <laughs> 64 bet. Uh, Wei Li Zhang uh, 64 10 euro not bad the crazy Chinese girl ah in our home country yeah blitzes Jessica Andrade to win the the title and become the first champion from Asia and well Asia China and the whole of Asia to be the first UFC champion so, fair play to her yeah. in fairness I only saw the finishing highlights on Facebook but 42 clean, seconds so uh, clean as basically you seen that, that whole fight yeah. that was the 42 fight 42 second fight from the, from the off she was all yeah. over yeah missy caught her about 20 seconds in Jesus Christ she, she, she that, that was just dominant Bruce saw straight to her and it was clean it was, there was no swinging for the fences and well, hoping every strike, for her, landed, every strike yeah. landed she was elbows there was punches there was knees in the clinch dominant like that's oh, catching yeah. someone cold yeah, I don't think she's going to lose for a long time as well. I think she's going to hold that belt for a while. Dangerous. Yeah, and then the co-main event, the other big underdog, I think the, the leech was 4-2. Lee Ji Liang, I think that's how you pronounce it. But we call him the leech because it's container. So yeah, he's about 4-2 or something like that he was. And uh, he ended up winning by knockout with 9 seconds left on the clock. Was he winning the fight anyway? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on oh. He's on a way to stop. Or he's on his way to an easy decision over easy to Santos. Basically, uh, he just couldn't deal with his power. So Santos was doing well the first two minutes, but then when he got cracked and got dropped, he never recovered. And then, yeah, the leech is a beast. Anyways. Keep an eye out for the leech. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could. That was a welterweight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Welterweight for yeah. Yeah. See, Paul can do his research. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the fights. I only saw the highlights of the Zhang Andrade finish because of how violent it was. Yeah. And that was the whole fight. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's good. I'd like to take back what I said before. Avid, avid watcher of UFC fight night 157. <laughs> yeah, your fight on the... was Koi Cara France. He beat uh, Mark De La Rosa. Well, yeah, you know, that was the decision. Good little fire from uh, New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. Trains with uh, Israel Adesanya and all them oh, okay. killers. So, yeah, so yeah, he's a beast. I've heard of Adesanya yeah. again, big black fella that knocks people out. <laughs> like, you're seeing a trend here, it's like very difficult to and that if you don't watch it enough to, to separate all the names, yeah. like they're all looking the same. least DC was famous, <laughs> and I was, in, he was in, he was in wrestling enough that I knew him before <laughs> we had to go into details. See, I was uh, a little bit about Don Cerrone and Justin Gaethje. I haven't so, looked it up, but I just noticed it there, and I was like, oh, cool, cowboy. Yeah, see that one to two, right? That's, that's a good bet. I yeah. mean, he's not going to lose. Okay. I don't think he's going to lose at all. 15th of September, that's the following that's next Sunday. Week, yeah. That's a week after that one, yeah. Now and that, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good now, for you. Yeah, Rodriguez, am I right in saying he's Colombian? Mexican. Mexican, right, wrong fella. Ah, Yo Romero is Colombian, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he's, no, he's Cuban. Cuban. Oh, I'm well off. Yeah, yeah. Adesanya is fighting soon against Robert Whippin. Yeah, October sixth. Is, is that a rematch? No, that's the, the fourth fight. That's the fourth fight. Okay. Yeah, two, two, uh, two New Zealanders. Whittaker is the is the champion though, isn't he? 
Yeah, he is, yeah. Okay, cool. The champion's coming back Grand. from injury. Ah, Chris Weidman's fighting again. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's another main event against Dominic Reyes. He's worth a better 7 to 5 as well. I'd say Chris Weidman, yeah, I like Chris Weidman. Dominic Reyes uh, got an He either busts the other fella open or gets himself bust wide open. There's yeah. always blood everywhere in them. This fight. is his uh, middle, uh, heavyweight debut. So he's moving up the middle way. Oh, okay. Oh, El Gunnar Nelson, I haven't heard of him in a while. Yeah, he's also fighting in the UFC Copenhagen, Denmark. Copenhagen, Denmark. That yeah. explains a lot. <laughs> Hometown little gimme. Although Thiago Alves sounds... No, he's uh, been around for a while, he's but he has no world, chance. Yeah. No? Okay, yeah. cool. So Gunnar Nelson, the easy win. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to this week. You have the uh, start of the NFL. The UFC start. 242. Yeah, the NFL starting Thursday. Matches all the way through the week, and then for some strange reason, there's a double Monday night football game. Yeah. We have the Raiders, you know. Who is staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning to watch Broncos Raiders football? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Super Bowl contenders and you know, the Broncos. <laughs> so, come on. That's going to be the easiest winning bet I've ever seen. I do fall. They will not have a positive record, but I told hey. you, 4 and 12. Hey, yeah, that's if you're going I'm well. I'm for 8 and 8, you know what I mean? Only a few cans then. Well, I'll give you 6 and 10 if you want to change the bet. No, no, you're we'll right. give it to you before the fourth match, though, Six if you want to bottle it. Because I'm telling you, wouldn't four and twelve. We wouldn't even bother watching that uh, <laughs> matches in the middle of the Six and ten. Yes, I show you. I'm telling you. Yeah, we lost the two and all. Have a chance. We have a chance. What you still in the preseason? Three and one. Ah, so you did lose again in the preseason. Yeah, only against the yeah. Seahawks who are beasts. Yeah, the se- yeah, and preseason doesn't matter anyway. Three, yeah, they lost by two points. Yeah, see, preseason doesn't matter. Of course, you do. You know I mean? Of course, it does. Doesn't. Anyways, yeah, UFC 241, can't we? 241 is all. 242. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting late, it's getting late. <laughs> Anyways, uh, anything else out there, Paul? Not really, no. Just international break. Chelsea can't lose this week. Can't yeah. drop any more points in the league. Yeah. Get in there. Oh, shit, yeah, we're playing Switzerland on Thursday. Watch Glenn, if Glenn Whelan plays, Switzerland are a great bit. Yeah. Don't, I don't care if you don't have Jordan Shakiri. Switzerland are a great bit of Glenn Whelan players. There you go. Hmm? There you go, man. I'm going to try. I ended a competition on Facebook for tickets. I won't buy a ticket, but I'll try to get them for free. <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying a ticket to watch that show. No, I was no. watching Pink Joy. Yeah, when they start playing the football that I teach the kids on in my team to play, then I'll start going. Other than that, no, not happening. Bullshit. No risk taken in that team whatsoever. No. There I am at one four one formations. <laughs> <laughs> you played one at the back, why not? <laughs> Can't make an easy stall. Yeah. I'll be with Lampard soon, don't worry. We'll win game seven six. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, wrapped up the podcast for this yeah. week. We'll keep an eye out on all the bets and all the tips and all the bits and pieces for the NFL, the UFC and the and the international football we'll keep an eye on that and, and the cricket as well and the cricket for yeah we'll see if Sean is correct and if he is we'll have a treat for him we'll give him a, we'll get, get him a little face to face with we're a we're a friend of the show that's it Shelburne's greatest of all time greatest of this season this season right? <laughs> well if you get some uh, if you get some promoted yeah a little, little shining star but he'd be advised to stay in the Premier Division for a year before going anywhere anyway yeah that would be my my advice anyway. But fucking yeah. listen. As Paul is his agent. Yeah, will be. Soon to be. Sign on that line. Yeah. Anyways, uh, 
We'll have a new podcast next week, so I'll talk to you then. Yep, talk to you then. Bye.